Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Oh, the weather outside is delightful, but the family time can be frightful. And since there's nowhere else to go, just bring it home, bring it home, bring it home. Welcome to the No, you guys, and hello, everyone. Are you grateful and full? Did you have the best time ever over Thanksgiving and relish in all the deliciousness that comes with the winter holidays? Or did you overeat, overdrink, and I don't know, over family? <laughs> well, I was on a cleanse for Thanksgiving. Womp, womp, womp. Who does that? Today, we are going to hear from Erin Morrison, or as you might know her on social, at The Conscious Mom. And we are going to be talking about setting boundaries during the holidays. Because, like the title of this podcast says, tis the mother-loving season for family boundaries. Erin Morrison is a conscious parenting practitioner who uses a comfortable, relationship-based approach to help women find the beauty in healing the most painful wounds, the ones from our families. And it's perfect timing because the holidays are here, baby kids. And this is a much needed conversation. Regardless of how your TG went, this episode is going to be full of tips and recommendations on how to set boundaries with our families over the holidays. Take your notes, truth speakers. This is going to be good. Erin Morrison, the conscious mom. I am so excited. Welcome to the know where you are going to share with us all the things you know about boundary setting during the holidays. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And it's like the know you are definitely going to get everything you need to understand what the holidays are going to look like for you but for you, not for other people. But it's about, it's so funny that your podcast is the know because everything I teach is about your knowing. It's like your inner knowing. So I'm like, perfect alignment. I love that. So that's like, that's the whole thing. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've shared this public, publicly before, but like my husband has like this, people say things like Spo knows, right? So I was going to originally name my podcast, Nikki Spo knows. And then I'm like, wait, I don't know shit. Like, and it's not that I don't know shit. I know a lot of things, but I'm like, no, this isn't about me knowing. This is about like the knowing, the inner knowing, like you're saying. So, you know, I feel like you're just really intuitive because you're saying all the things that I I feel like I intend for my brand and like you're you're catching on to them and I and I love that for me. I love that for me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, it's nice when it's just nice when that comes into your life. Like when there's just it's just beautiful how it always unfolds that way. It is just lovely. I mean, that's it's the beauty of life, right? Totally. So, okay. So we're going to assume that the folks who are listening to this episode are wanting all of the tips and tricks that you're about to throw down for us. So obviously there are people out there who thrive in this season and don't hit any bumps in the road. Okay. I'm not, I'm not one of those people just like to, to put that out there. And so I'm probably going to use the words we and people a lot. I'm sure you might use the words we and people a lot. And I'm just getting it out of the way here now that obviously this is not 
This does not apply to all people, but we're just going to lump everyone together here because that's what this particular episode is, is about. So let's jingle bell rock. Why do we tend to get hesitant, nervous, and anxious as we approach the holiday season? The expectation is that family is everything. Family should be happy. Take your holiday photo, do the pumpkin patch picture, right? We have in our minds this image of what family should be, how your parents should be. As grandparents, right, we just are constantly set up to believe that the holidays are happy and they are happy times, but I think it's just full of expectations and expectations just always leave us disappointed. And it's amazing how many family members we, we have at a holiday. Each one comes in with an expectation of how everyone else should behave and how everyone else should act. So we are bound to be let down. So that's just like higher level. Now, of course, even if you've had in your mind, you're like, I had a great childhood. That's amazing. But even those people, there's just so many different patterns of behavior in our families that as we grow up, we start to realize we are separate from our family. We are different and we have needs and wants for ourselves, for us and our partner, for us and our children. And we have to get comfortable like expressing that and being comfortable in our knowing and what works for us. So I think when we go into the holidays, we kind of go along our lives, we create our own little families and pockets of people, but then we have to come back to the family of origin and there lies all those expectations. Not to mention, this is where most of us get our early childhood trauma of some sort. And it's big T trauma or little T trauma. It doesn't matter. It's yours. And we have to relive that when we come together for the holidays. And also, do you ever think that like, you know, we're, we grow up in our family of origin, right? And we're little. And then we evolve as adults, young, young adults, like teens, young adults, adults. And we change, right? Like we, we're living in a society now that is doing a lot of this inner work on ourselves to like resolve trauma that like previous generations weren't necessarily talking about. Like they weren't even addressing the trauma. They carried it, right? Like we're the, our generation is the breaker of the chains. Like I'm serious about that. Like we are doing the work. And so we go back into those scenarios and you're kind of like sometimes, and maybe I'm speaking from my own experience, but like to be treated as if you have not evolved into this new person, right? Like everybody kind of falls back and maybe, maybe your parents are doing the work. Maybe the grandparents are doing the work. Maybe the aunts and the yes. uncles are doing the work, right? So everybody goes out into the world, does their own personal work, evolution, whatever, then comes back into this setting. And it's almost like we're back to who we were before. Right. And where's that space to like accept the new and improved version of any said person, whether that's me or any, anybody else in the family dynamic? You are on the money. And I think I always tell my clients as we go back into the holiday season, you're doing field research. This is research. We're going to go back in and we're going to start to apply everything that we've been doing in our sessions because ultimately as much as all of the things that we've learned and who we are is a product of our environment and our families, because that's all we know, right? We're, we're raised that way. That's all we know, but it is never them that it are, they're never going to change, right? Maybe they will for themselves, but it's never going to be for you. And so the work we do is on ourselves so that we're prepared, no matter what environment we're in, we feel true to ourselves. We're grounded in our knowing. And it sounds so fluffy, but it, it is so incredibly true because if you think about the, um, you know, like the skinny palm trees we have in Florida, the ones that are super skinny and they blow around in the hurricanes, 
those don't really have, they're not so cemented in who they are that they can't blow around, but they're the only the ones that survive because they can blow around. The winds can not knock them down versus the bigger trees that have all those like hard roots and they, they don't want to budge. They get upturned when the tornadoes and winds of family or a hurricane come. So that's sort of the analogy I always like to use for my clients. It's like, we're going to be that palm tree blowing in the wind because we know these things are going to come but we're going to be so grounded and rooted in our truth, it's not going to affect us as much as it used to. If you feel guilt or shame around the holidays not being perfect, you are not the only one. I think almost everyone is a little bit on the struggle bus when it comes to the holidays. There's just so much packed into it, right? So definitely not. I cannot tell you whenever I put something out about the holidays or families or boundaries, everybody relates in some way or another. So you definitely, you definitely aren't alone. The three main things that we're going to talk about, I mean, we're going to talk about like a ton of stuff, but like the direction that this is going to go, we're going to talk about how to handle our big feelings. We're going to talk about how to handle setting boundaries. And we're going to talk about how to actually make this time of year one that we can enjoy, right? Because I think we all have that desire to enjoy this time of year. Like that's what we all want. Like that's like the picture we paint in our head. Well, I paint in my head. I'm like, I want to enjoy this, but we're going to talk about the big feelings, the setting of the boundaries and how to go forth and actually enjoy it. Absolutely. So the first part is, is the biggie. And I'm just going to hit you. I'm going to hit everyone listening with it right now. It's not about what your family does. It's how they make you feel. Yeah. (laughs) I need a moment. I know. Listen, we all, and a lot of this is we're going to have a lot of moments and that's why it's so great to prepare in advance. It's not silly. You're getting yourself ready to enjoy and it's so much better to already know what to expect. But the biggest thing I think, like right when I start a session, all I hear is what my parents make me, or sorry, what my parents do that bothers me, what my in-laws do that bothers me. That it's not invalid. I'm sure it bothers you, but behind that actual tangible thing they're doing, what is the feeling that comes up for you? So if your in-laws drop by unattended all the time, what does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like you don't matter? Does it make you feel like no one cares about your privacy or your family? Does it make you feel like they rule um, the roost of the family and they can do whatever they want? What is the feeling asterisk to feeling? Because a lot of times the first result will say, they make me pissed. They make Mm -hmm. me angry. They make me frustrated. And those, yes, they're feelings, but underneath, and I'm sure you know this, but for everyone out there, underneath anger and frustration is always a much more vulnerable feeling. And it's usually things like, I don't matter, or no one cares about me, um, or I feel unappreciated. I feel what? So it's accessing below what they do and then below your anger and frustration, what is that real feeling that is that really is sticking? They're like sticking their finger in a wound you have. And it's that feeling that's coming up to let you know. Ouch. So I'm just going to throw out a couple of words that came up for me when I'm like thinking about like what those deep, vulnerable, underlying feelings could be. Unworthiness. Yeah. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Loneliness. And the feeling of being unimportant. If you're listening to this, I want like brainstorming to happen. Like I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Yeah. Like the, what, like to your point, Aaron, it's like, those are some of those things. And I think that like when we're kids, like we don't have the capacity to really describe what these big feelings are. 
right? We just remember what it felt like, like you said. And now as we do this work, like I think a lot of those feelings were like when we want attention, like I'm not important, look at me, right? And I know you talk about this on your the Conscious Mom page that you have. It's like when your child behaves X, Y, Z way, they're really what? Longing for attention. They want to know that they that your parent, that they care, they're cared for, that they're important that they're valued, that they feel seen, right? And these don't leave us just because we became an adult. We're just really good at covering them up with things that are either super productive and things the world praises or not so productive things and we shut down. So it's either we like, you know, it's fight or flight. Some people check out and they're like, forget it. I'm not even going to try. It's too hard. Or other people are like, well, I'm just going to keep going and doing and I'm going to achieve and I'm going to just fill my life with so much I don't have to feel. So that's why this return to feeling is huge and, you know, it sounds silly to, we have to learn how to feel again, but when you think about it, when, when, if you've had any type of pain or experience in your life that really hurt, you probably learn to turn off your pain and the way our feelings work. It's a one way, it's a one pipe. So if you turn it off to pain, you're going to turn it off to all the other things, like really experiencing joy, right? That's so hard though, right? We're like, no, of course I'm going to cover it up with shopping or food or degrees in education. But eventually it stops working for you. Like whatever it was that you were doing that covered up those feelings, we get to this age where it stops working or you have children and mm. they really they really show you that it's not going to work. So um, apps, you're, you of course you understand this, but yeah, it's super important to identify the feeling because if you can identify that feeling, it really takes, you know, instead of just blaming these in-laws or blaming your parents about how they don't understand you, how about instead, like, wow, I really feel misunderstood. Or I really don't mm. feel respected and sit with that. I love that, that it's for me. Like, I, I think I sometimes make a mistake of like, I'm like, everybody around me needs to know. You yeah. know? <laughs> I know. Okay, right. Yeah. Let's take ownership of this feeling, this knowledge that I'm experiencing, this feeling. This is for me. This is data that I'm collecting on my. Yeah, it's, this is, this is your, your, your collecting data. You're, you're doing a big experiment this holiday season for sure to see how you can stay in your knowing and your truth. Um, but, you know, the last one I, I feel like I said to you is like, this is the big flex. Uh-huh. This is the big one. This is accepting that that's your feeling. Accepting that, wow, okay, my in-laws aren't just annoying. They actually make me feel like I'm not important or that I don't matter or that it's my husband that matters and not me. That's the big one. So the acceptance. So I always clarify acceptance does not mean it's not some false sense of like, oh, I love this. I love that I feel unimportant. No, acceptance is just like this is this is what it is. Allowing yourself to accept that that's how you feel around them is a huge step because then you're not caught off guard. You already know they're going to come and talk about how great so and so and so and so is except for you or you know that they're going <laughs> to do whatever it is our <laughs> families and in-laws do. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how, you know, my family are, you know, my husband's family are like, oh, really? <laughs> it's okay. I'm very real with everybody. They all know how I feel. But, you know, I think all of us really, the, all the different ways we behave, we all want a sense of control, right? We're all trying to control what the, the energy or the way the day goes. But the real control is you, like control over knowing that you, I already know my feelings here. Like, I'm not going to be caught off guard when my mom brings over all this food that we did not schedule on our menu and now we have extra of everything and whatever. That may be a real life example. <laughs> which involves, no, no, no. Which involves you having to clean up and who's the one who cleans up? Oh my gosh. I can go down that rabbit hole. You want to go down rabbit holes? Yes. 
<laughs> I know, but like the point is, is if you already accept those people, and I'm not saying you condone it, but if you already are aware that these things may happen and you know the feelings behind it, it's it's much better than feeling like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that for the 10th Thanksgiving in a row. <laughs> it's really like a small pocket of the of the year. Yeah. Right. And if we can take it in like bite-sized chunks where I'm like, okay, like this, this is my feeling. I assess, I'm, I'm figuring out the feeling. Number one, I'm number two, I'm giving myself the compassion. And now number three, I'm practicing acceptance of my acceptance of my feelings, but also of the people around me. And now I can take it as it comes and not, and understand that I'm not going to live in this feeling forever. So, so beautiful. Absolutely. Everything. I always say that your feelings are like the waves of the ocean. They come, they go, they ebb, they flow. They will not be there forever. And it's so beautiful to remember. Like I like to think of times where I knew I had like such a great time with my family. Like, you know, when you're laughing, hysterical, crying, whatever. And in the moments where I'm like, I can't stand them. So you have to remember that things come and go. Um, But I wanted to asterisk this as well with, of course, you should not be around anyone that makes you feel that uncomfortable, right? If there's... this is for your choice of being around someone in the holidays. So I don't want anyone to think that we're suggesting you should accept someone who is abusive or who treats your children and you poorly. Absolutely not. Right. We already, that was already, they're not in our lives for that reason. Let's have a sip of Coquito with no rum, please. Um, Because (laughs) I'm stressed out. Like how far in advance should we be doing this work? having this internal dialogue. It's never too late, right? Anything you're doing, like I have to say, if you're even listening to the no, this for the first time or on the reg, like you know you're already doing the work. You would not be here if you weren't already trying to better yourself, but not in the sense of the world to better yourself, to be better, but for you to feel better, feel more connected to yourself. So it's not too late. And of course, there's so many different things I can recommend, but where you are right now is where you should be. And we, we need to know that whatever we can take away from learning and being connected is going to be enough. Right. And it's always baby steps. So I think this is actually like great timing um, because we've passed Thanksgiving. We've had an opportunity to assess how things went for us. Right. And now we can take a moment, like collect that data once again and figure out how we want to move forward into the December holidays. Perfect. Absolutely. You're right. That's, I mean, that's a great way to look at it. right. We already know what we're going to get ourselves into. We got a little appetizer and now we're going to go in for the main course. Exactly. So what do we do now with this knowledge? I think it's boundary time. It's boundary time. Let's do it. Um, Boundaries are hard because we have to enforce them, right? I think we have this like idea that boundaries are like, I'm going to set a boundary. I'm not going to tell anybody, but they should know exactly what my boundaries are. No. This is the hard part about boundaries. We have to set them and we have to hold them. That's the hard part because most of us were not taught to set boundaries. Either we had parents who were boundaryless, right? There's so many different types of ways that we did not experience boundaries as kids. We have parents who are oversharers and made you their best friend. So you heard all the adult things, no boundaries. We have boundaries where you were all about Um, making your parents feel good. So you didn't even learn to have feelings or or emotions. It was just about them, right? They mattered, or there's a sibling that really mattered. Whatever, we could go uh, do many episodes about this, but whatever it is, is that boundaries are generally not modeled for us. So we are taking the toll and we're doing the hard work. Like you said, this generation is incredibly special because we are doing so much work 
not just ourselves, but generations of patterns that we're breaking. It's not just hard because of your family. It's also hard for women in general, right? You think of the way that women are supposed to be in culture, right? We're supposed to be go with the flow, accept what is given to you, or the idea that is um, I'm supposed to make everybody happy or families, everything, or family first. Like there's so many things that make us feel like boundaries mean we're mean or we're selfish or we're rude when really boundaries are love. Boundaries are self-love. It's saying, I love myself enough to know where I can be my best self, right? If I'm overgiving, if I'm in a situation where I'm drained, I can't be my best self. And then I'm resentful as you know, as <laughs> resentful AF, right? We are super resentful. So boundaries are a beautiful way to show ourselves love, but it takes work. Setting boundaries, it just, I'm like getting that anxiety again because it feels right now for me, it feels very scary. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners can relate. And I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm scared to set my, like a personal boundary right now. I'm saying like the concept of setting boundaries yeah. in general, in a general way seems overwhelming and very scary. So what do we do? Pick one, just pick the one thing that you feel like you are overextending yourself or you feel like your space is, you know, you feel like people are intruding your space, whatever it may be, pick the one boundary for yourself. Let's just start small so we can be successful and we can dip our toe in the pond, see how it feels. Again, think of it as an experiment. I'm going in this holiday as an experiment. I'm going to set this boundary, but I'm going to do some work around what that boundary is before I blurt it out because <laughs> I'm going to listen to this podcast and I'm going to figure out what it is and take some steps on how I'm going to implement it for myself and then how I'm going to communicate it to the others. So what, okay, what are the steps that we need to do? Like even before we actually come to the point of setting a boundary, because obviously like our family of creation is separate from our family of origin, right? So like what happens if like a partner sets a boundary that I don't even agree with. Like we're like, so we have to start somewhere. Ooh, that's so spicy. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, but if it does. So I think the fir first and foremost is you need to take the elevator from your head to your heart, right? Drop in there and see what is it that's going to serve me? What do I need this holiday so I can feel good? My, my family that I've created can feel good. So once you know what that boundary is, talk to your partner. If you have a partner, talk to your partner and get them on board. We need to be a united front. A big, a big no-no. It's not a no-no, but what I see is so hard is when you want to set a boundary for your in-laws and your husband's like, yeah, you tell them. Absolutely not, right? If I believe that it should come from the, the person whose family it is, right? So if I'm setting a boundary for my family, I'm going to deliver it. If it's coming for your husband's family, then your husband's going to deliver it. Be united and, and explain to your partner why this boundary is important. Don't just say you're your family's so annoying. I don't want them coming to Thanksgiving. I'm setting a boundary where it's not going to happen. Instead, you need to, again, drop into your heart and explain why you need to set this boundary. We want to get across that this boundary isn't because we're rude or mean. It's because this is our need. This is going to allow us to be the best wife and mom this holiday season. Okay. So getting on a united front is, yeah. is one of the, the biggest um, steps, precursors to setting said boundary. It would be great. Now, if the partner isn't going to agree, then you need to sort of backtrack and figure out how can you still set your own personal boundary, right? If he's like, nope, sorry, family's coming for a week, all right, you can book a session of um, some couples counseling. And then you can also <laughs> make sure that you <laughs> you can also make sure that you, you create time and carve out time for yourself, right? 
Hey, right. I, I have an appointment. I got to run. And my appointment is to walk around the block and scream, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. <laughs> and so when our boundary is with our family of origin, mm-hmm. that seems really spicy too. It really is. And especially because in our families, we all play a role. We are used to, everyone has a role in the family, right? When we create change, the family doesn't like it. The family exists. I always like to use like a triangle. This is their homeostasis, right? We have the matriarch or the patriarch. We have the one that everyone, you know, uh, makes fun of or the one that always has a problem and the one who's the people pleaser. When we change that, the system goes haywire, right? Nobody likes it. And even if it's amazing and you've made a great change for yourself, the family feels out of whack. They don't know how to function. You have sort of broken the, you know, the piece of the family. It's going to be tough if you do change something in your family of origin. But again, when you come from a place of compassion for yourself that this is hard, then you can also come from a place of compassion that your family is going to like have a hard time accepting it as well. It doesn't mean they won't forever accept it, but you can extend that compassion as well. It doesn't mean you need to bend your boundary. It just means that you're like, you know what? I get it. This is hard. Like I know every year I have you come stay at my house, you know, but this year just, it's just not going to work. I think we'll all have a better time. Here's X, Y, and Z. And you know, you have to be able to drop that boundary and then let it go. Let's move into boundary backlash. What does that look like? I know. So it just depends on the family, but you know, a lot of families are really good with guilt. They will just throw the guilt. I can't believe you're not coming home. You're only coming home for two days. Well, your grandmother is going to be so upset. She's not going to be on this earth that long, right? You're going to get the guilt trip or you'll get the, that's so disrespectful. You're just telling me this now. How could you do that? Or you know what, we're not, um, you know, we're only going to stay until this time because, you know, my child needs to nap or we have to drive back. Oh my goodness. I guess you don't care about us, huh? I guess you, I guess you have things that are more important. There's just so much there that, that can come. So it's anger, it's guilt. It's, um, it's just like a whole host of a whole host of feelings that they're going to try to get you to go back on that boundary. They're going to say, they're going to try to use all their tricks. (laughs) So, um, you have to know that, this is just them feeling like something's wrong with them, right? They don't know why you're setting this boundary, but it doesn't really matter how they receive it. It matters that you are tuned into yourself knowing that this is the best thing for you. I come <laughs> from a school of like, I think everybody should agree with me. Ah, because if they right? don't, then what does it mean? Oh my gosh. It means that they don't respect me. Uh-huh. Pen drop. I just dropped yeah. the pen. Pen drop. Yeah, right? It's like, well, they must not respect me then. And we can... Uh, and I want to say they, we're talking about like, I'm not just talking about the holidays. I'm talking about in life, right? I'm like, this is my boundary. Everybody get on board. <laughs> and I think that's what's tough, right? Some people think boundaries are just like cutting everybody off that doesn't agree with them. Of course not. And I know that's not what you do, but about a boundary is like, I'm going to say this, what works for me. If it doesn't work for you, that's their boundary. Good. You know, but typically when we, (laughs) when we set a boundary with someone who's not so conscious, they're going to try to hit you with like, you know, try to hurt you. Right. They're going to try to like, Oh, well then you're not invited or, you know, whatever type of of backlash they'll give you. Um, but you're right. It's, it's really tough. It's really tough, especially Nikki, if someone played the part of the agreeable daughter or the, you know, always going with the flow. And all of a sudden you're telling them, no, I actually can't stand how we have to spend 24 hours a day for a week together. Like I need space. Yeah, it's tough. Like you're really switching it up on them, but 
this is the best thing for you, right? You can totally show up and be a great daughter or daughter-in-law, but with less time, like how about we think it's quality over quantity, right? We can even Mm. use that this holiday season. Like I'd rather have some quality time than have quantity time. (laughs) No, no, thank you. Totally. And what can we expect from ourselves? Like we know that we can experience this, this boundary backlash from other people. What does that mean for us? We can totally have, you know, those feelings, you cycle through them, right? Almost like the, the cycling through the, the feelings of guilt. You're in denial about it. Then you're angry. Then you're sad. And then you're going to accept it and be like, you know what? This is the process. And if you are setting boundaries right, you will experience the feelings of, I'm not sure. Like, should I have? Should I not? Then just remind, like I always say, put your hand on your heart, on your chest, and take a moment and say, is this coming from my heart or is this coming from a place of pain or fear or ego? Right. right? Exactly. Exactly. Of ego, right. Setting a boundary out of ego is like, well, I'm going to show her this year. Right. I'm not going to let her bring her casserole. Okay. So can you give me some examples of how we can respond to the boundary backlash? Like I need like a hardcore example, you know, that like, this is what to say. Let's say you always have your parents or your in-laws come and stay with you and they always overstay their welcome or they stay way too long. And you're like, I know this isn't working for me because my kids are crazy. They're acting crazy. My parents or my in-laws are up all night. They're constantly bringing sugar around, whatever it may be. So you tell them, listen, we're going to only do Christmas or Hanukkah like a couple nights. And they come back and say, I can't believe it. This is so rude. Do you not love us? You have to say, I know this is so hard. And trust me, I wish that we could all be together all the time, but this is what works best for me and my kids. I'd rather us have a great holiday than us, you know, drag it out and everyone's overtired. You're going to always pair that response, have compassion and have fact, right? Fact about what it is you need to do and why, but you're not going to go into a big debate and explain why this and that. Just like, you know, this just works best for us. You can have like two lines you keep saying over and over again, because actually the more you say it to them, the more you're going to be like, yeah, this is what's best for us. I am rooted in my truth right now. You know, a lot of times when we haven't spoken our truth in our families, um, two things happen. One, we just stay silent or two, we let it build and build and build and build. And then one little thing happens and you know, like we are exploding like a volcano and it's fire and it's not really getting across again, the feeling it's getting across the action, right. And more blame based. Mm -hmm. So when we are going from one way to another, like the pendulum swings and you go from like quiet to fire, but eventually once you get more rooted in knowing this works for you, you can even out and you don't have to have so much passion behind it. Right. Once you have really decided this is what's going to be for me, you won't feel like you have to continue to explain, right? We're setting you up right now to be able to access your feelings that you know what's going to come up for you. You're going to know what your boundary is. And then you're going to know that there are going to be some backlash, and but you're going to be able to handle it. And you're going to do it with compassion. So when you have compassion for yourself, you can have that compassion for others. What are some of the hot topics, do you think? Like if you had to give me like your whatever, top three issues, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to hit at least one of these things. We already talked about like in-laws coming in for a length of stay or whether we're going to stay at their place, right? If Mm -hmm, we're staying mm -hmm. in the home versus a hotel. So that's one length of stay versus staying at the home or hotel. Yep. 
Um, what I think, vaccinations we talked about. Oh, vaccinations. Another big one is our parents or our in-laws not parenting or grandparenting like we prefer them to. Um, and also just um, like the cooking is a big one. I don't know if it is in your family. I've had a couple oh, clients yeah. about like, Who's cooking what? And um, who creates the menu? It's all based in expectations, right? We're like, oh, you should do this and they should do that. It's like, why don't we talk about it and see if that is something they want to do? Another thing is like the amount of time you spend together, right? People, like if, you, if you're flying in out of town, you haven't been here for a while and you're coming in for the holidays, are you just expecting that everyone's going to be available to you at all times? Like, did you make plans? You know, because if we do that and then we get there and everyone's busy, <laughs> you're going to feel pretty bad. And you're going to drop into this feeling of, guess I'm not important. Guess no one cares about me. But instead say, hey, when we're together, I'd really love to go to this park. And I'd really love to see the show. That's a big one. So lastly, what is our survival guide? Like, what are some things we can do if we're like, oh my gosh, I'm on the verge of a meltdown? Have a person that you know you can touch base with, whether it's a sibling or someone that's with you physically in that space that you know you can like touch base and be like, this is tough, man. Like this is rough. Have your therapist or your coach, whoever it is, you need to have a point, someone, a point, someone that will be there for you that you can just offload all those big feelings. If you don't have that person, I recommend actually having two people. If you truly do not have that person, take out the notes in your phone and start venting to your phone and let it out. If you don't want to do that, then I would say give yourself space. And that's just a tool everyone can use. Give yourself space. You're allowed to go to the restroom. You're allowed to take a walk outside. It is so helpful to just give yourself a moment. And I know that's the same thing in parenting, right? We all know how to give ourselves moments. And then the theme of all of this is take out that fiery passion and replace it with compassion because it's a tough time of year. We've had a tough couple of years and give yourself the compassion first. Because if you do, if you can sit with yourself and say, this was tough this was rough. And like, I know that I handled it the best that I could, then you can hopefully extend some of that to the others that are in your family. I love this episode. I want to like keep talking and talking and talking. So we're going to call it folks. That's a wrap. Thank you, Erin, for being on the show today, the conscious mom. So tell people where they can find you. Thank you so much. And you can find me on Instagram. It's at it's the conscious mom. I do have a website too, but just check me out on Instagram. I love to post and give away different types of information and share experiences to really help you become your own little conscious guru, which means that you know how to tap into yourself and find your knowing. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org.